Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. And welcome to a Tuesday TC Live on a Wednesday in Australia. Looks gorgeous there. Over the next half hour, we'll get you ready for all the action from Sydney to Adelaide. The ATP Cup getting down to the Final Four, plus another huge matchup on the women's side. Take a look at our lineup today on Tennis Channel and TC Plus over the next 13 and more hours. I mean, we got you covered all the way up into the early hours of the morning. Arena Sabalenka, Madison Keys, Simona Halep in action. Plus, look there at the bottom. We got the world number one, Ash Barty, taking on teenage sensation Coco Golf. Alongside a couple sensations myself in our studios in Santa Monica. Welcome in. It's Taylor Townsend. It's Paul Anico and I'm Steve Weissman. We are getting a lot closer to the start of the Australian Open. And the big news today, world number one Novak Djokovic will be there. He put out a post on Instagram saying that he received a medical exemption to play the Australian Open without being vaccinated. A lot of reaction from players, from fans, from the entire tennis Twitter landscape. Paul, what's your reaction to this news? Well, look, I mean, I said from the beginning I would be shocked if he wasn't there, so I'm not that surprised. I think that uh, everyone's asking about the criteria. I think there's a lot of Australian citizens in particular that after being locked up for so long are a little bit uh, annoyed by this to say the least but uh, supposedly the way the criteria is set up it's an anonymous uh, application the panels that have to decide it goes through two panels they do not know who the person is they just look at the symptoms and if that integrity is upheld then what's done is done but there's going to be a lot of questions asked. Uh, and I mean, Paul hit it on the head. I mean, it, it's politics, politics, politics. I mean, it's it's just the nature of the world that we live in right now where you have to have exemptions with the sports and, and being able to try and continue playing sports in front of crowds. I mean, this is just the things that we have to deal with as athletes, as spectators. But it's great to see Novak coming back down under and defending his title. As a player who, who would be going there, would you be upset with this news? I mean, not really. Like Paul said, I'm not surprised that he's you know, got this exemption. I mean, he's been talking about it since the early parts of the summer when the news came out that the players were starting to be required to be vaccinated. So it doesn't really surprise me as a player. But then again, there are other people who are getting exemptions as well. It's just that the fact that Novak Djokovic is such a high profile athlete, people are looking at him and scrutinizing everything that he's doing, that he has to make these public statements. But it does not surprise me. Yeah, if it's spe specific criteria and other people apply and they have the same criteria, or other illnesses that allow it, then that's fine. But then that's always, the problem is when you put this on a pedestal like it is with every high profile athlete, then you're subject to the cynicism and the skepticism that's going on. So look, it's gonna be a never ending conversation. It's too bad for the tennis and it's too bad for the situation because it's gonna, the tennis is gonna be buried for a little bit. Um, but if I was a player, I think it would probably annoy me, but I think other players, as we see other players getting exemptions, which they have, mm. then people perhaps will drop that part of it.
All right, well, we'll see what the fans think in Victoria. They've been through a lot over the last two years, but Novak Djokovic, he's the defending champion. He's won there nine times, and he will be going for major number 21 in a couple of weeks. We start with highlights from yesterday in Sydney. Day four ATP Cup, U.S., Germany. Group C, the group of death, John Isner. He was a perfect 4-0 against Jan Leonard Struff coming in. Fired 34 aces, but... Paul, every previous match has been a battle with at least one tiebreaker. Same deal here. Yeah, that was a tough one. Double faulted to lose that first set tiebreak. Give John credit, though, right here at the beginning of the second set after a tough tiebreak gets the break. And then what happens when John Isner gets one break? Well, generally the set is over, so it was no different. John did a good job closing out that second set. Third set, it was a battle. The guys could not dent each other's serve. John Isner here at 6-5 down, plays a long game. That ball I thought was going to be going wide. I was leaning on Jason Goodall to call it out. He said no, it was in, so we went with that call. But how about match point right here after a battle? What a big effort from Stroop, and Stroop won over 60% of Isner's second serve points. That does not happen, so the German did a great job returning. Only break of the match came on match point, so Sasha Zverev, Taylor Fritz, rematch from Indian Wells in October. Zverev said, until the last game, it was a good level for my second match of the year. What'd you see, Paul? Well, Taylor got off to a bumpy start. Credit to Zverev. Taylor lost serve the first game of the first set. And remember, first match, uh, Zverev played served 85% for serves. Not much different yesterday. He served over 75%. The majority of the match won that first set. And right here early, first game of the second, once again, Fritz hits the speed bump, loses serve and has to play from behind the entire set. I thought the quality and level of tennis was high. Zverev was playing great power tennis. And besides the two breaks of serve, Taylor Fritz did a nice job, played some good tennis. But when you get down to a guy that's serving at that percentage and hitting bombs, it can be a problem. Sasha Zverev has been playing so well for the last eight months. Group C, everyone is still alive. Take a look at that. Each nation, one and one. The United States needs to beat Great Britain tomorrow. They also need Canada to defeat Germany. A lot of scenarios, but if you're a fan of Team USA, that's what you need to happen. So for that match, the ones, we've got Taylor Fritz taking on Cam Norrie, the twos, John Isner, Dan Evans. What do you make of the Americans in those matchups? Well, first off, I didn't see John with his bands. So <laughs> I you think. You were a little disappointed. About I could see you're a little like, come on. The warm up where, bands. Where, are the, where bands? are the bands? He had, I mean, I think it's really helping him keep his base low and wide, you know, on his volleys. But, John, we need to see the bands. But, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Like you said, all of the teams are still alive, which makes it so interesting, so fun. And this is the great thing about ATP Cup. It gets down to the wire, comes down to every match counts, then every game counts, every set counts. So it really, really is interesting. And I can't wait to watch these guys play. These guys play. You know, how about our boss, Ross Schneiderman, flying in, giving these great little tidbits, a mm. little irony in my ear. We've called this a group of death. Yeah. He says now, since it's all tied, it's the group of life. Ah, Ross positive is, spin he's, on he's, things. He's I like glass that. glass is half full kind of guy. <laughs> but look, when, when it's up to you and you're playing, all you can do is go out and win. And that's what the U.S. needs to do tomorrow. And obviously, if Germany wins, they're out. There's a very, uh, very limited possibilities. But if you win, you give yourself a chance. So just go play.
Go play, go win. Go play, and, go and, win. And we'll have it for you right here on Tennis Channel tomorrow. In the meantime, the women getting underway. That means Naomi Osaka, first match since the U.S. Open, playing Alize Cornet, rematch from last year before the Australian Open. And Osaka came out strong, Tay. I mean, I was so excited to see Naomi play and also just to see where her mind was, how she competed, because Alize Cornet is not going anywhere. She's going to make you play time after time, ball after ball, point after point. But Naomi did a really great job, came out, came out serving well, but unfortunately started to string along some unforced errors, giving Cornet a couple of loose mistakes, and points turned into a set, and set turned into a three-setter. And Naomi did a great job of just refining her strategy, finding herself back inside of the baseline, controlling the rallies from the backcourt, kind of using a little bit of intangibles that we don't get to see very often, but she's good at it. She can do it. So she had, she had a good time having fun out there, and she looked like she relaxed in that third set. Started playing a little bit more free, having a good time out there on the court, and you can tell that she was relieved to get through this match. Didn't face a break point in the two sets that she won. Naomi Osaka, lengthy conversation with the media afterwards, talking about her goals. I only really have one major like goal this year and it's completely unrelated to like results and stuff like that. For me, I just want to feel like every time I, I step on the court, I'm either or not that I'm either, but I'm having fun and like I can walk off the court knowing that even if I lost, I tried as hard as I could. <laughs> and also, I have a goal in the press room that I'm never going to cry again. So um, hopefully that works out in my favor. May the odds forever be in your favor, <laughs> Naomi. Uh, Jesse Pagula, talking about favor, coming off her best season, newly married, top seed at Melbourne 2. She led 5-3, had three set points against Arena Camellia Begu in the first. Then what happened, Taylor? I mean, Begu is such a good player. She's been top 50 and just a really solid overall play. They kind of have similar game styles, hitting the ball deep and flat through the court. Begu doing a great job of keeping Pagula behind the baseline, not allowing her to attack her off of the return and off of the groundies. Begu also doing a great job of spreading the court, using the angles, and Pagula trying to hit some of the intangibles and the drops and slices that she's been working on, but just not enough for Begu in this match. Begu was very solid, changing direction with a lot of margin, with a lot of ease, and Pagula just overplaying a little bit, but it was a great win for Pagu. Begu. Yeah, former top 25 player in the world. The top seed is out. Another upset, Alina Svitolina going down as well. Iga Sviantek, she gets a win, plays Layla Fernandez next. Nice article by Matt Fitzgerald on Tennis.com about her friendship with Olympic skier Michaela Schifrin. Check that out. Sophia Kennett, first win since Wimbledon. And Shelby Rogers rocking that new orange Fila kit. Gets a big win, 6-1, 6-3. Still to come on TC Live, we will break down that massive matchup. Paula Bedosa, Victoria Azarenka. You won't believe what some players had to say about Novak Djokovic getting a medical exemption to play in Australia. And we'll get you ready for today's big matches. Plus, world number one Ash Barty beginning her new year against Coco Golf. Taylor and Paul will tell you who wins and why coming up next. 
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Taylor, Paul, and Steve back on TC Live. Get ready. The Australian Open on Tennis Channel is coming shortly. We've got a daily two-hour TC Live pregame show. Myself, Lindsey Davenport, Martina Navratilova, John Wertheim. And then tune in each morning for extended match highlights from Melbourne. It all begins Sunday, January 16th, 5 p.m. Eastern. Well, the match of the day yesterday, rematch of the Indian Wells final. Paula Bedosa won that one, Paul. Victoria Azarenka getting her revenge in Adelaide. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Vika was sharp from the get-go. She played great power tennis from the back of the court. There's the forehand down the line, up 5-3. And here at 40-30, another down the line backhand coming forward with no fear. The big issue for Bedosa was her serve. She won less than 50% of her own serve points and only 20% of her seconds. So Azarenka felt pretty comfortable and confident and was able to come up with a little magic just like that. Flick top spin lob. She felt the freedom to play aggressive because she was in so many return games. She felt like she was applying so much pressure and that was a comprehensive 6-3, 6-2 revenge win after the loss in Indian Wells. Still friends, though. They're actually playing doubles together this week. Azarenka and Bedosa. Vika, more winners, fewer unforced errors. Nice victory there. How about Coco Golf? Starting her season against a Norwegian qualifier, the 17-year-old, yes, Taylor, she is still just 17, fought off three break points in the first set and just cruised. Yeah, I mean, it's never easy to play the first match of the year when you're playing against someone who you know you should beat. You kind of have to keep your expectations in check and just play the ball that's in front of you. Coco doing a great job of really going after her backhand. She's really made that into a weapon, using her backhand well on the run, able to just really cover the court so well. She's so fit. Very, very strong, and she continues to get stronger each year, but really just hit the cruise button and just was in control of all of the baseline rallies. Was kind of still having target practice out there. Got an early break in the second and didn't let up. Was serving very well, hitting her spots, but this is a great win for Coco. She should feel good going into the next round. Bing bong. We've got a great <laughs> matchup coming up next. It is Ash Barty and Coco Golf second round, the world number one against a player that wants to get to that spot. 3 a.m. Eastern right here on Tennis Channel. They played once before. Barty actually had to retire from the match with an arm injury in Rome. So it's Barty, it's Goff. What are the keys to this matchup, Paul? Well, I think there's more pressure on Ash Barty. I mean, Coco's got that match under her belt. Ash has had a long layoff, didn't play uh, last fall. Remember, she took a breather. And, and for Coco, this is a great, what I would call a free measuring stick for her. She can go out there and swing freely. She played a good match yesterday. So I think against Ash, she'll try to get the first strike and not let the variety of Ash Barty get her off, comfort, uh, get her off balance. Ash is going to try to use the slice backhand, come forward a bit. She is so much fun to watch, Ashley Barty. But for Goff, beat her to the punch. Try to use the power to keep her off balance. Taylor, who do you think wins this matchup and why? Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you got to get on TikTok. Ball. It's TikTok. Come on. <laughs> I knew that. It's I'm actually testing you guys. As a New Yorker, you should know because it's kind of a Knicks thing as well. So. I, knew, I knew it. Go ahead. What's the keys? Go on. Who's going to no. win? 
I mean, this is a this is a very kind of evenly matched um, situation because Coco got a match. Ash hasn't really played, like Paul said, but. I think I'm going to call Coco in this. They kind of had a toe-to-toe -to -toe match when they played last time, Ash Barty retiring. But Coco has the edge a little bit, has more power off of the ground strokes, really, really imposing herself from the ground and is looking to come forward more, which I love to see. So I'm calling golf. Look, look Taylor Townsend undefeated this week, making yes. prediction after prediction and just keeps it going. Look, she's confident. confident. She is confident. Well, she's just making she the calls. Up. That's what you what, Bing bong. You Bing have bong. to in 2022. Come on, guys. <laughs> Check me out on Tic Tac. Tic Tac, oh, Paul. Don't they come as little candies, Tic Tac? Oh, cone. Yes, those, yeah, good breath. <laughs> oh, we'll have more reaction gosh. from players to Novak Djokovic getting cleared to go in Australia. Don't go anywhere. Oh, where are the band? Look, Taylor, where is this? And there's bands. It's still no bands. Come on, John, break them out. Goodness gracious. Bands to make them dance. <laughs> Bing bong. Tick tock. Tick tack. Oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. You got him. Got break it out, big man. <laughs>
Is he, is he going to now make a big run in Australia? I mean, who knows? I mean, the ATP Cup could be the determining factor for who makes it into the semifinals yeah. of the Australian <laughs> Open. Yeah, the so, big long chain pad, right? Exactly. So we'll see. But this is an opportunity to give this guy some exposure that he hasn't had before, play against players that he might not be in the caliber to play typically in week in and week out. So this is a great opportunity for him, and he's really taking advantage. That's always great to see. He's stepping up to the plate and showing that he's got game. He's got game indeed. Uh, the game of Novak Djokovic will be heading to Australia as we enter the social net and tell you how some of the players are reacting to this news. Former world number one doubles player Jamie Murray saying, I think if it was me that wasn't vaccinated, I wouldn't be getting an exemption, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I guess if he doesn't have the illness, but I'm, you know, the pre-existing uh, exemption necessary. But look, I, I think this is going to be a common thread throughout the tour. I think there's going to be a lot of players scratching their head going, how did this happen and why? And then I, I just think it's important now that the powers that be get real clarity out there about how the exemption works so that every, everyone can understand it so the players can kind of get on the same page. Yeah, and I mean, this is a bong bing, not a bing bong. It's a bong bing. Okay, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, this is just a topic of conversation that we're going to see a lot of. Whenever there are exceptions to the rules, there are always going to be people that are upset about it. There are people in favor of it. And everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But Jamie Murray has been at the top of the doubles game for a very long time. So I'm sure that he kind of feels some type of way about it. But everyone's entitled to their opinion. And this is just his. So the news came out and uh, American tennis player Mitchell Kruger responded as well with this saying uh, <laughs> that's pretty witty water is wet and the sky is blue. Uh, so it I didn't know that water was was wet, but it makes things wet. Witty, witty. I like it. Look, a little, a little snarkiness, but look, you, you mentioned it, Tell. We're all going to be kind of dealing with this for a while. So uh, I look forward to getting even more clarity so everyone can understand how the exemption process works, uh, you know, the level of anonymity that's going on and all that stuff so that uh, everyone can understand. You might disagree anyway, right. but, but more information, the better. Listening to some of the uh, Australian morning shows, Today, I mean, all the folks in Victoria are, are not happy about this and they want some further clarity because of all they've been through. So how, how do you think fans are going to react when they see Novak Djokovic on the court? I mean, ultimately, he's Novak Djokovic. I mean, he's won the Australian Open who knows how many times, too many times. Nine but times. Nine <laughs> times. But, you know, he has such a level of support from the Australian crowd. And I know that when he steps on the court and he starts to display what he does well, which is play amazing tennis and entertain, I think that they're going to be very happy. You know, just to have crowds and be able to play in front of crowds is just a blessing in these times where we haven't been able to have that all the all of the time as athletes, and we cherish those moments. So I know that they're upset right now, but once he steps out on the court, I think we'll be happy. The Serbians, Paul, will be happy. that There's a big Serbian population in Australia, but the Australians? Are I don't think they're going to be happy. Yeah, look, there, there's a strong support group with the Serbians in, in Australia. There has been historically, and I think they're going to be thrilled that he's going to be down there. But I think there's going to be a, a level of kind of uh, annoyance with a lot of the Australian folks. They've been in lockdown. They were in lockdown for over 255 days last year, and, and they weren't allowed to leave their houses except to get groceries. So I, I think that there's going to be some tension. I think he's going to get uh, some grief. And I think uh, if memory serves me correct, Novak Djokovic is pretty good when there's a little bit of antagonism that's going on. Absolutely. Uh, the 
TA, Tennis Australia probably will not be able to say what the medical exemption is for. Novak Djokovic can, and I think that would probably go a long way to helping ease the troubles with his relationship with the Australians. This is what's coming up today. ATP Cup, WTA, Melbourne, Adelaide, and then TC Live back at you tomorrow, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll break down the matchups from today coming up next. And welcome back. Day five of the ATP Cup semifinal spots on the line in Sydney, Australia. Take a look at our featured matches today. Pablo Carina Busta leading Spain against Serbia and Filip Krajinovic. Stefano Tsitsipas, will he play singles today against Nicolas Basilashvili? Some great matchups on the women's side as well. Arena Sabalenka, world number two in action today, coming off the best season of her life. Taylor takes on Kaya Yuvan, who also had a great year last year. But does Arena Sabalenka, who finally made a, the quarterfinals, semifinals uh, at a major last year, does she win a Grand Slam this year? I don't know about win. I mean, a lot of people are playing. It's very the, the field is very deep. You know, she's shown that she can play great matches in the Masters 1000s and in the smaller tournaments. But when it comes to the slams, she just hasn't really made that push. And I think the nerves really set in for her. She starts to feel the moment. And I don't think she quite has gotten over that hump. It'll be interesting to see how she comes out because she has such a power game, hits such big ground strokes, very, very Huge serve, I would say. I mean, absolutely just bombs aces. But it's hard to kind of manage and tame all of the power that she has. So it'll be interesting to see how she brings all of that in. Can, can you tame the girl with the tiger tattoo? <laughs> right, tame the tiger. <laughs> we, we will find out. Uh, Paul, last time we asked you, is Stefano Tsitsipas going to play against Diego Schwartzman? You said no. I was wrong. Uh, is he, is he going to play today against Nicholas Basilashvili? I'm going to double down and say no again. Okay. But uh, we don't know how he pulled up. I couldn't find out the news about how he pulled up after that tough match with Diego Schwartzman. I don't see a ton to gain for him to go out there playing against a guy that hits the ball harder than anyone else on tour to test out that elbow. But if he feels good, uh, then he's going to go out there, which for all of us tennis fans is a great sign. Absolutely. If he's on the court, it's a great sign. All right, coming up at about 3 a.m. Eastern, it's going to be Coco Golf Ooh. taking on world number one Ash Barty. Hope it lives up to the hype. Good stuff there. They actually played doubles on Tuesday night. It was Barty and Storm Sanders that beat Mick Coco, Goff and McNally. So the second time playing this year. This is the match coming up after a quick break. Paul's going to join Jason Goodall in the booth. For Taylor and Paul, I'm Steve. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live. We'll see you back here tomorrow.